Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is October 1st, and our reading comes from Philippians chapter 3. Listen to what Paul says. He says, whatever happens, dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I'll do it to safeguard your faith. You may have heard the translation that says, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say, rejoice. Man, our joy comes from understanding the gospel, all that he's done for me. In the midst of my suffering, in the midst of my challenges, in the midst of my struggle, I know all of this is temporary, that heaven is my home, that God loves me, that he sent his son to rescue me, that by faith in Christ, I've been forgiven. I've been adopted in his family. I'm a joint heir with Christ. And when we understand all of that and we put our hope in the good news, in the gospel, in the work, and the person of Christ, then it begins filling our hearts, filling our life with joy and peace. But listen, here's one of the real challenges in American culture is we may spend a few minutes connecting. And and you guys, the truth is, you guys are the exception. So you're trying to begin your day with Jesus. You're trying to utilize this podcast to connect with God every day. And remember, the Christian life is about living in his presence. So we want to begin here each day, and we want to grow in our capacity to live in his presence, to follow his spirit who lives in us every day, and to experience real life. But here's the challenge for most people, is that they go to church once a week, or even if they have a devotion time for five or 10 minutes a day, most people then spend the rest of their day so focused and caught up and worried and stressed out about what's happening in the world that they lose sight of heaven and it steals their joy. So the key to having joy is to keep my mind fixed on Jesus, keep my eyes fixed on Jesus instead of being so distracted by the world. Now listen, I've got to live in the world just like you do. I've got to deal with all the normal stuff that you have to deal with, family and health issues and bills and people and I mean just all the normal stuff. But throughout all of that stuff, I want to remember God is with me in this moment. We are walking through all of this stuff together, and He is working in me and through me and around me. And my mind, in the midst of all of that normal, everyday stuff, my mind is focused on heaven. What is Jesus doing in this moment? How do I join in with Him, right? How do I allow His life to flow in me? How do I represent Him well? So that now, because my mind is fixed on Jesus, then my circumstances don't steal my joy. But if I connect with God and then I leave God in the recliner or at my table or wherever I have my devotion, if I connect with God and then I leave him there and I go into the world and I get so caught up in all my circumstances, then often what's happening in the world and all the scary things that are happening in the world, all the things that are out of my control and beyond my reach, 
if I'm not careful, they'll steal my joy. I mean, think about our biggest threats today. Nuclear war, economic crisis, civil war, pandemics, natural disasters. All those are big, scary things out of your control. But then think about the gospel. If it's true that I'm a child of God, that I'm forgiven, that my life here is temporary, that I'm going to heaven, that I am a joint heir with Christ. Man, if I get hit by a nuclear bomb today, I'm going to heaven. I'll be promoted. Praise the Lord. I mean, when we live this way, when we have this perspective, when we understand the gospel, and it really does become the anchor of our soul, then we can spend every day, despite our circumstances, rejoicing in the Lord. And Paul would say, and I don't get tired of telling you to do this. Keep on rejoicing in all that God has done for you. That's the good news. And it fills our hearts with joy. It makes us untouchable. It gives us an anchor for our soul. And then we can bring that perspective and that joy into the lives of people around us right now. When I talk to people and I see people out in the world, I mean, everybody is stressed and worried about all of these big things, all these big, scary things. But for us, soul is anchored in the gospel and our hearts are filled with joy. And God is with us in this place and in this moment. And this is all temporary. And heaven is our home. And we live with that conviction and assurance. And it changes everything. Now, watch what he says next. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those mutilators who say, you must be circumcised to be saved. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort, though I could have confidence in my own effort if anyone could. Indeed, if others had reason to have confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. But our confidence, so all of that that I just shared, all that about the good news and the gospel, all that God's done, the anchor for us, all of that is based on what Jesus did, not what we do. So Paul is saying to these Judaizers again, listen, they're claiming you can come to Christ, but you still must be circumcised, which is... You know, especially to the Gentiles, that's a problem, right? I mean, you're telling adult men that they've got to be circumcised in order to be in. And Paul says, no, 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 this is not a work of the flesh. In fact, when you trust in Jesus, your heart is circumcised. That's what matters is that we're forgiven and the Spirit of God's come to live inside of us. So we don't have to be circumcised. We don't have to run back to the law. No, we're living by the law of love and following the Spirit. We're not boasting in our accomplishments and our own self-righteousness, our self-sufficiency, our religiosity. We're not bragging about that. No, we're bragging in what God has done through Jesus, through his death and resurrection and ascension and the coming of the Spirit of God who is at work in and through us. So we don't put any confidence in the flesh. Now, God, remember what we said yesterday? We're working out our salvation with fear and trembling. And it is God at work in us to complete what he started, right? And so there's this partnership, and our primary focus and responsibility is to continue drawing close to God, 
to have a growing understanding of who he is and his love for us and the gospel, the good news, to have a growing understanding of his purpose and what he's trying to do in the world and to stay connected, to abide in him. And Jesus said, if we do, we will bear much fruit. Then we can trust he's going to produce his life in us. But that's only true when we stay connected to the vine. That's one of the things I love about John 15. Jesus says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. So I'm going to produce the fruit, but your responsibility is to stay connected to the vine. That's how this process works. That's why what you're doing right now with this podcast and every day is so important. When you stay connected, then he can produce fruit. But if you disconnect, if you walk away and get out of grace, then he's not, you're not really making it possible. You're not giving him a the opportunity to produce his life and fruit in you. So our job is to stay connected and to trust Jesus to do what only he can do. And then for all eternity, man, we can worship and bless and praise his name for all that he has done. God is so good. He has been so good to me and so good to you. Let me pray for us. Father, thank you so much for this encouraging, a simple passage, a short passage today, but so encouraging and strengthening. And God, I pray for every person listening. God, I pray that you would help us to rejoice in the Lord. God, I pray that we would just be captivated again by the gospel captivated by grace, captivated by your mercy, captivated by your glory, your majesty, your power. God, I pray that as we open the Bible every day, that we would see the glory of God and it would captivate our hearts so that we could rejoice in who you are and all that you've done for us and that we would become untouchable, that our joy would be the anchor for our soul in spite of all the scary things happening in our world. Our hope, our trust, our peace is found in you. God, we pray that you'd help us to stay connected to you, and we invite you to produce your life in us. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Well, thanks for being with me again today. I hope that encourages you. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.